Hello, everyone. My name is Ken Simeon. And I am Cecilia Simeon. And we are the authors of the podcast Fine Print, talking about the fine print of marriage. And uh, basically what we do is kind of like deep uh, dive into the contract of marriage, like for better or worse, rich or poor, things like that. Today, we wanted to talk about something that we think is really important in marriage. And so um, infidelity, right? Right. So um, cheating, right? So um, I found out that <laughs> the definition by women and the definition by men is different, right? So let me, let me ask you this question. What would you say your definition of cheating or slash infidelity? Well, definitely the sexual part with another person and also like most women it could be also the intimacy Mm. with another person that you have whether it's just a conversation or something that you know that's intimate that you didn't do with your wife see and like so that's exactly my definition so my definition is kind of short but any shared intimacy outside of your wife or spouse right so if there's a conversation that i have with another female or uh, of course the physical aspect so the article i was reading it was saying like men look at cheating just the physical side like yeah it's okay to talk but then it was a double negative because they said well what if your wife had conversation well yeah, that's sort of like cheating. No, that's kind of like cheating, right? And what led me to what led us to talk about this subject is, um, I was reading this article and I thought it was really, really crazy. The statistics it was like twenty percent of men that are married have cheated, and seventeen percent of women. So that's like almost like one in five men have cheated. Which, if you look at every fifth marriage that you know of somebody in that marriage is cheated. Right. And so while we do not have that issue, nor will we ever inherit that issue, we do want to talk about it. Um, and maybe if you, if you have experienced it, share your thoughts, make some comments on the podcast and things like that. So, um, but so, you know, of a relationship that has gone through this, I know several like, how have they survived? Like, um, some survived through divorce. Some survived through a Ricky, r- Ricky, a really rocky moment in their relationship. <laughs> really rocky relationship. Yeah. Um, and it it took some time to you know for them to heal and go through whatever that they were going through. So some are still married and some are divorced, but. Yes. So what would you say, like, who's the most forgiving, the the wife or the husband? I don't know. It's 50-50 because it happened on both ends. Mm. So you know of the, the the female, you know of the wife that has cheated. I know of wives that have cheated. I know that of men that have cheated. I know of a wife who has cheated because she thought her husband was cheating. Mm. Um Yes. So I could say some last and some don't. So, of course, we're never, ever going to divulge any personal information. Um, I have known of a couple that have gone through this and they have a receipt 
of the infidelity. And what I mean by that is that someone has stepped out of the marriage and a child was made of this infidelous act. And so um, what I've learned from them is if you do not think that it's going to continue or you think that you can accept that person and that act like grace, show them grace, you can move beyond it. And they have a strong marriage. Like they really do have a strong marriage. Now other people look outside of their marriage and be like, man, I I don't know how they can put up with that. I mean, they got a whole baby, like, you know, but the other spouse loves that child as if it's their child. Right. And so that's, that, that blew my mind. Like that took another type of courage and strength and grace. Like, wow that like that really like even now that blew my mind that's a that's true forgiveness that's mm-hmm. that's the true christ forgiveness that we as christians or as people should practice which is hard but yeah so so you know i know some of the questions that's itching on some people's mind like so what if you know, they cheated and I just really can't forgive and I really can't this. Right. And then, you know, some people go to the Bible. So um, to understand why Moses was given divorce decree. So in that culture, then if a woman was sought to be unclean. Right. And what they meant by unclean, if she was not a virgin before marriage. And they took that seriously. If you go to the account of when Joseph was was toying with the motion of Mary being pregnant and they were not even married yet. Like they, you know, they, well, they were married, but they, he didn't even have the chance to take her. Like, you know, because the way they consummated the marriage then and those things. So, um, he wrestled with the Bible even says he wrestled with the thought that she was pregnant. And so then an angel came to him. And, um, so it has to take some divine intervention. It has to take some conviction. It has to take, um, like you say, true, Christ-like forgiveness. It's funny you say that because even Pastor talked about that today. Um, the difference between Moses' law of uh, leaving your wife mm-hmm. and opposed to God's law mm-hmm. of leaving your wife. And the only thing was the infidelity. Yeah. Is if, if someone stepped out of the marriage. Because, you know, back then... Moses law, you can have more than one wife. Yeah, mosaic. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, she just got in there, she just wrote her certificate and sent her on her way with her stuff. Mm-hmm. And opposed to God's law was infidelity was the only thing mm-hmm. that gives you permission to step away from your match, which I find interesting. Now thinking about it, for the people that stay in the marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, like God gave you permission to step away, but you didn't. And so now I wonder, I like, I want to ask them like, well, why didn't you? Mm. Not saying that you should, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that's when the vows come in. Yeah. Strong. Like, like for better now worse. Right. Right. So, wow. When you were, when you were saying that it's only two reasons. Like when I've had friends come to me and I, I think it's odd that they come to me and ask me about, um, their marriages. Right. Cause we've been in this game a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what it is we exude, 
or we put out there that says that we know something about marriage. Like we're learning this thing as we go along. The good thing about us both is that we're so in love with peace that we have removed ourselves and searched for God's answer on how to react to the other person. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But it's only two reasons that I would say that, um, it's two reasons that I would think that would be valid. And of course they all are scriptural brace. One is the infidelity, right? So, um, if, if a person has stepped out of marriage and there's something that has occurred, um, they feel like they cannot move past that point. I'm not going to say forgive because there's a difference in moving beyond that point and forgive me right. because sometimes you can move past the point but not forgive. and and you can, you cannot forgive. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that didn't bother me. Right. But you cannot forgive. It's difficult. But if you can forgive, but it's difficult to move past that point. The difference is forgiving is true hearts having grace towards that person that that does not bother you. But you may not be able to move past that point because you still may see actions right. that can lead up to or provide you with some stuff and say, you know what? I forgive you. I truly do. And I wish God's grace be upon you. But I cannot move this past this point. Where So that's one reason. And then another reason is abuse. And that's something we're going to tackle yeah. on our next podcast. Abuse. So, you know, the Bible says flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as a husband or a wife, if I'm hitting on my wife, that means I'm beating myself. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, you're a vessel of God. I'm a vessel of God. So and that abuse is not just physical. It goes with the mental. It goes with the the, the, the spiritual abuse. It goes with the physical abuse. But for the most part, what I'm discussing now is just the physical abuse or mental torment. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people think they're going through mental abuse by just um well he don't do this for me or he don't do that for me i wish he would buy i wish he would pay attention that's not mental abuse that's just an area that you seek room for growth mental torment is when that person is manipulating manipulating (laughs) i was trying to say monopolizing and manipulating at the same time so that's a new word monopolizing or we'll go back okay okay um (laughs) Mental torment, in my opinion, is when a person is manipulating and monopolizing your mind to a point that you have made them your God. That is very true. Right. Yeah. The definition is that. But then when you were saying the mental abuse, what came to my mind, especially with this newer generation, what if the husband is trying to be a husband, the head of the house mm-hmm. and the woman is trying to be the independent woman. There is no head of the house anymore. Ooh. You know, that battle that comes with, he trying to tell me what to do. He trying to do this. <laughs> he, he's trying to, it's like, I imagine he's trying to control a wild horse and mm-hmm. still steer it to go mm-hmm. on this, like house on a prairie looking <laughs> scene in my head. You know, he's still trying to, get this horse together because he has all of this luggage and people behind him that he's trying to carry. But, and that can cause infidelity. Yes. That can so cause infidelity. The Bible says Hope that in, in acts, um, when Paul had the, the confrontation, he said, is this like you're kicking against 
the the pricks or mm-hmm. the bricks, right? So the pricks are, it's like an ox, ox. right? Mm-hmm. And so the ox, there's like this little spear that's on the, the thing that they're steering for them to till the ground. And so when they kick against it, they're actually kicking against something sharp. And what it does, it actually pricks them deeply in their then like for their calf, mm-hmm. which they don't have a calf, but in their leg. So it continue if they don't want to drag it, they'll kick against it. But they're kicking against something that's actually used to um, help the farmer till the ground, right? Right. And so when you said that, that makes perfect sense. So the the most difficult thing in a relationship is submission, which God has given that woman the strength to be submissive. But mm. a lot of women hadn't girded into it. Yeah. So we, we're going to dig deeper into that. Today we're talking about infidelity, so I don't want us to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> but the next couple of podcasts, we're definitely going to talk about abuse. We're going to um, definitely take a moment to talk about um, how a man should lead and how a woman should be submissive. Right. And it's nothing about no one even being weak. That is a strength to be submissive. It is a very hard strength, but it is a strength. <laughs> yeah. So back to infidelity. So I was sharing with you, you know, I have known a, uh, a couple that, have, you know, they have receipt of infidelity and, and receipt is not a bad word. I'm just saying they have something to show right. that there was an infidelity act. There's like nothing you can hide. From yeah. You can't sweep under the rug. Under the rug. And so there, what yeah. about those couples that, um, that have gone through that infidelity act and they still put on that face? They still do. A lot of people still wear the clown face. Um, whether other people know it about it or not, I mean, it's not anybody else's business to know. Right. But, you know, what's done in the dark comes out in the light. Mm-hmm. Or you can just look at somebody's actions or, you know, your spirit and their spirit may not just mix. Um, but they still, I feel like they still have to answer to God. That's something you still have to fix you have to clean up you have to talk about you have to shine some light into to what is the word to go forth in Mm -hmm. your life i feel like you're stuck in that moment of fakeness you're not truly enjoying life Mm. all right so (laughs) when you were saying that one of the things i thought i thought about or i was thinking about was like you know, even if there's an infidelity, at, you know, some couples be like, well, we need counseling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, no, and I, and trust me, I am not talking down on any counselor, none whatsoever. Um, I'm not belittling, I guess, the art of psychology. Mm-hmm. Right. One of my majors. And so I'm not belittling the art of psychology. But what I am saying is seek God. First, so the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Right. right. Um, God will even direct you to a counselor if that's somebody you need to go. Maybe they right. have an expertise in that particular. I think most times people go to a counselor at the same time they cheat themselves because they're treating, they're, they're cheating themselves because they ask friends. Right. You know, so they go to a counselor and then at the same time, they'll be like, well, let me ask Keisha. It's, and it's funny you say that because I just saw this meme yesterday and it was of a female mind, looked like a bowl of spaghetti noodles. And she was talking to the counselor or the therapist and 
the therapist was putting the spaghetti noodles into a, a ball of yarn. So it went from like jumbled to a ball of yarn, kind of more organized. And that is my perspective of a therapist or a counselor. You go to help them organize what's happening or to express how you feel. Somebody you don't know. Right, because you're a counselor. Yeah, but I'm just like a real professional, you know, that's their job. Are you talking about like a doctorate degree? Yeah, you know. (laughs) The difference between you and them is the paper, that's all. Yeah. Um, But that's the one to help you. Well, you have a certification. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But that's someone that you don't know, does not know your situation, and is in that position to set aside their personal feelings mm-hmm. to give you realistic mm-hmm. and opposed to your friends or someone, you know, you're talking to that knows the back history, your emotions attached to it. Now they're attached to your emotions and they're also on this roller coaster mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. and opposed to the therapist. That's just, I'm here to give you the black and the white right? and to help you keep going. So yeah, I totally. What's, what's funny is that so I like that analogy spaghetti and help you you know now this is what I truly believe so let's say there's an infidelous act right I would tell whomever did the act to share your feelings right like and and share your feelings in a way that because a lot of women think they think like a man and a lot of men think well, her emotions aren't valid, right? That mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll, I'll never be able to think like you, right? We spent so much time together that we kind of can finish each other's sentence or know what each other's thinking because of the time. So it comes mm-hmm. time. Um, but I do think it's very important to be 100% clear, transparent, totally honest. Um, even if you go to a counselor by yourself, because at one time we were going to, go to a counselor and, we, and you know I mean we had that, that open conversation like you know I said I was going to go to a counselor I said I was going to do this and I said I was going to do that and um, after a good conversation we kind of came to the came to the understanding that let's just talk right like let's just have communication right Because in my opinion, you'll never know how I feel unless I tell you. Mm -hmm. You can guess on how I'm feeling. But unless there's an action or some words, then you'll never know. Right? Right. And so, anyway, so infidelity is one of those acts that can definitely um, break a marriage. It can heal a marriage, I think, in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Um, it's one of those things that you have to be, um, you just have to seek God before the act, after the act, or however. Yes, I agree. That goes back to communicating. You have to communicate, you know, some point about how you feel um, afterwards. And maybe even communication before will help. Not to go into the infidelity. That makes sense. Yeah, I like, and that's what made me allude to the part of 
Like, I'll never know how to, like, mm-hmm. your emotions are valid to me. I'm hoping my emotions are valid to you. Right, they are. And we had one of our first podcasts was us being transparent, telling you about how I wanted that same attention that you used to give me, right? Because you still get spoiled, right? Yeah. Okay, so because you kind of hesitated. <laughs> you kind of hesitated. <laughs> And I'm trying to figure out, like, okay, first of all, um, you need to answer that a little bit faster. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I do. So you still get spoiled. And I think our first podcast, I was sharing with you um, how I want that same attention that, you know, like you said, Fonzie, right? When you came into the room, it was like, hey, the Fonz, like, hey, Katie. But like when we got married, like, you gave me a lot of attention, you know, you, it's a lot of detail genuine detail a lot of genuine attention um and so our first podcast we talked about those things and it wasn't something that like well she don't do it i'm gonna go find somebody that's gonna do it it wasn't one of those podcasts it was more like i'm being transparent and letting you know i just want some attention right right i still want some attention but maybe we'll do part two of my needs his needs um i mean her needs his needs, which is a real good book, by the way. Mm-hmm. What book, before we end this podcast, would you say is a good book to provide to couples? Mar- oh, are they married or unmarried? About to get married, married. I think for the unmarried, seriously dating, consider getting engaged or engaged, would be the book we did, Preparing for Marriage. Mm-hmm. That book was awesome. No credits. Get inheritance from it's just saying it asks you very detailed questions that you have to answer about yourself and then about your significant other that you are preparing to marry mm-hmm. and how would you handle something now as engaged and then how would you handle it once you get married mm-hmm. so it's a really 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 good detailed it's more like so, a workbook in a in a book, right? Yeah, it has some, some yeah, it has some stuff in there to read, but it was more questions. But even the questions you you have to stop and think, mm-hmm. you know, and have a discussion about like who would raise the kids, who would stay home, who would discipline the kids. Then it goes back to are you even going to have kids? Financially, who handles that? Who manages it, the house? Yeah, I mean, it asks a lot of it questions. Everything. Blended family questions. Who goes to who house on Christmas and Thanksgiving? That is a big deal with families, especially if you have a big family, right? right. And you know, as brown people, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we like love. Well, I'm, well, I'm not gonna say us brown people. So. I always tell people my wife's Hispanic. She's not Hispanic. She's not. She thinks she's Italian, but she's not that. I am. You are 100% Congo. African or something. I don't know. But you you are not Italian. (laughs) You are not (laughs) Mexican. Girl, you you ethnic. You just like me. You black. No, check my ancestry. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so I would say the difference in our culture and our ethnicity Mm -hmm. um. We have a lot of um, family-oriented outings. Right. Not saying that other cultures don't, because they do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm really, really trying to find me a partner that's Arabic or Aramaic or Palestinian or Sudan. It's like, you know, it's like somebody from the Emirates. Right. So they can invite me to their wedding. Right. <laughs> right. I don't care. You know, if you're Muslim, I don't care. Just 
invite me to the wedding because y'all go hard. Like, they go so hard. And even, like, my Hispanic people, like, they party. All weekend. All weekend. <laughs> you start Thursday preparing for Saturday. Yeah, like, the wedding is on Saturday. Y'all start partying on Thursday. <laughs> then after the wedding, everybody go to church. Amen. Oh, and then right after church, where we going? Oh, we going to uh, Jose's house, man. We just And I'll be like, man, y'all just, bro, I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, we do, too. <laughs> You know, and I'm not going to leave my Caucasian friends out because real talk, man, I have a partner that loves like, man, we're going to go and we're going to put the boat out on the river and we're going to party till the, we run out of gas. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like I got to go to work Monday, like for real. Um, So it ain't just about the black barbecue. Everybody parties and get down. I just know that when you have a big family, it's difficult to choose um which family you're going to go see on the holidays. So preparing for marriage both. is a good book. We both have big families. Yeah. So. yeah. so, and plus, I would say with big families, if there's an infidelity act in a marriage, keep them out of your marriage. Yes. It's difficult. And you can be as close to your brothers and sisters and uncles and cousins and nephews and all them. You can be as close as you want to be. But the advice that they give you oftentimes taint what God wants to do through you. Right. And so it can happen. Trust me, I know of marriages right now that have sustained and made it through that one act of infidelity and cheating or both. And they are still going strong and they have a real strong love for each other, a real strong bond. And like I was saying, that one uh, relationship that they have uh, a child through that, that act. They love that child as if it was their child, right? And, you know, I've never seen the child want for anything. And for the most part, until somebody told me, I thought that was their child. And even for parents, be careful who your kids are around. Mm -hmm. Be careful of the examples of marriage that they see. Mm -hmm. Because I remember as a kid, seeing at least five marriages, you know, married couples. And I was like, Ooh, I want this from that one and this from that and that from Mm -hmm. this. And most of them led in divorce. But the ones that I was like, Oh, they're boring. Like, I I don't want to be nothing like them. Those are the ones that's been through the storm and still Mm -hmm. hanging on several. (laughs) Like, I'm not saying your godparents. I'm saying like godparents. Right. You're right. Yeah. And so even the example that your kids are around now is something that they'll see, something that may spark them. And when they get older, they'll be like, I remember when that one incident, you know, Mm -hmm. something happened. And so I think this is how my marriage should be if they don't have a firm foundation understanding of it. So that's another all right, so we're going to end on this note. I am about to get on my wife's nerves on purpose. Yes, no. we are expecting Kennedy, Grayson, Simeon to enter into this world in October, the latter part of October. And yay. so, yay. So I'm expecting to get on her nerves. I try to do it at least three times a week. No. Yeah. You don't on purpose. To. But that's my job. You can do it via text message. I, I'll start text. <laughs> you know what? So this is what I do. I'll do it five times a week. Two is texting. And three. All five can be through text message. No, I don't Email think me. that warrants. Email me. No. 
It's not going to happen. I'm going to check my email that much. So, so we hope that you have. <laughs> we hope. You see, and you're going to send me the spam. That's what you're going to do. <laughs> we hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. This is just the first part of some of this series of things that we're going to be talking about. We will dash and dab into abuse talking about those things and then we're also going to be talking about the strong woman i'm too strong i need a strong man because i'm a strong woman you know or uh the guy would be like man i don't want no woman you know this that and so we're going to talk about men how they should be a leader right because there's a lot of men out there man i seen a video that dude didn't know how to change a tire and his wife was trying to change the tire and that made me upset and I was thinking of my daughter. Like, if I ever, whoo, clapback is real. It's so common nowadays, though. Yeah, that the woman is actually stepping up to do what the man was supposed to do and designed to do. And that may be the reason that some women think that I have to be a strong woman. Because they got so many weak dudes out there. All right. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole. Trust us. We will revisit. Stay tuned. Why don't you subscribe? Hit that subscribe button so you can find out when we put out new podcasts and become a fan. We love you. We expect to hear from you in the near future. Put some comments below this podcast and let us know what you think. Share your thoughts. Is there anything you want to say to wrap it up, babe? No. All right. Well, stay tuned to more fine print from my me and my beautiful queen. And uh, trust me, she's going to tell you more about how I got on her nerves. <laughs>